Welcome to the podcast on Encountering the Word. It's your moment to encounter the Word of God on a deeper level. Now we have our host Cleophas David who will lead us into that experience. Good morning, greetings to you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wow, what a wonderful day again in the Lord. As the scripture says, this is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we're so thankful to the Lord for giving us this platform to be able to bring the word of God to you every day. And uh, we do not take this opportunity for granted, nor do we take it lightly. But uh, I pray that every day as you listen to these podcasts, that there will be an impartation of the word into your spirit that will prepare you for great exploits in the day. Amen. Because as we renew our mind in the word every day, I believe there is a refreshing, there is a revival that is stirring within you. And there is no better way to stir up the revival within you than by meditating on the word of God. So we're going to be continuing our study on um, the worship of idols and why God is against the worship of idols. And today we're looking at a very important aspect of idol worship and that is food sacrifice to idols so uh, let's pray and begin this uh, podcast with a word of prayer father god we just thank you that your spirit is upon this word and the precious holy spirit enlarge our capacity this morning to receive from your word increase our understanding And Lord, give us a fresh perspective. Open our eyes so that we may understand the deep and hidden things of your word. Lord, we ask that you would speak to us this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, I hope you're excited and uh, you are ready to receive the word this morning once again. And I want to turn your attention to Revelation chapter 2, verses 14. Uh, And we're going to be reading from uh, Revelation chapter 2, verses 14. But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols and practice sexual immorality. Revelation chapter 2 verses 20 But I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrifice to idols and all we see in both these instances um, John is writing to the seven churches and uh, as he's writing to these seven churches we see that in both these instances he mentions about eating food sacrifice to idols and practicing sexual immorality now uh, Firstly, we must um, understand why people offer food to idols. And uh, uh, does eating food 
sacrifice to idols make us weak in our faith does it affect us spiritually does it affect our faith in the lord so there are several things that we need to look at and the scripture here is very clear that when these people ate food sacrificed to idols um they practice sexual immorality and um, but there was a root to that is that they were some in that church who held the teaching of Balaam and who taught Balak to put the stumbling block before the sons of Israel so let's go to um, this particular portion of scripture to understand a little more in detail as to what um, John is actually saying so revelation 2 chapter 14 is written to the church in pergamum and revelation chapter 2 verses 20 is written to the church in thyatira so uh, to the church in pergamum uh, john is writing to them saying that i have a few things against you you have some who hold the teaching of balaam so which means they held to a certain teaching they followed the doctrine of balaam who taught balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of israel so that they might eat food sacrificed to idols remember the uh, israelites were on their way to the promised land they were journeying towards the promised land and balak uh, through the help of balaam uh, he put a stumbling block there is something about eating food sacrificed to idols that causes a certain change in your system that causes a certain change in your behavior and this is exactly what happened to the sons of israel now uh, when you look at the aspect of um food being offered to idols why do people do that because they do it as part of their worship unto that god or that demon some of them don't even know that they are devils and they still go ahead and offer food because they want to please those gods they believe that it is a sacrifice they are making they are offering something so so when you offer food to certain idols even though those idols are made out of just clay they have no power in themselves as such but what you must understand is that there is a spirit behind the idol that is activated or you know it is stirred up when there is an offering made towards it so in the realm of the spirit when food is offered to a certain idol the demons or the spirits that are behind that idol that is carved or made is activated and it begins to manifest now when the sons of israel uh, ate the food sacrificed to idols they immediately started practicing sexual immorality they mingled with the women of the midianites 
for an instance they forgot that they were holy set apart people for god it affected their consecration it affected their worship unto the lord their holiness unto the lord so you see the eating of the food sacrificed to idols stirred up certain behavioral things within the sons of israel that they began to practice immorality which the lord had forbidden them to he had warned them of um, you know mixing with other uh, he had warned them of mixing with other people other than the israelites because the people of israel were set apart holy unto the lord so we must be mindful of this aspect when it comes to eating food sacrificed to idols now if you read the book of first corinthians chapter 8 you would see that paul is giving a very detailed explanation of uh, what it means for a believer uh, if he's put in a situation where he's um, made to eat food sacrificed to idols now um, so we have to balance this to an extent because uh we have to give the right perspective because if we don't provide the right perspective then um we are going to be um leaving some of you in a bit of our confusion so now let me read from 1 Corinthians 8:1 now concerning food offered to idols we know that all of us possess knowledge this knowledge puffs up but love builds up If anyone imagines that he knows something he does not yet know as he ought to know but if anyone loves God he is known by God therefore as to the eating of food offered to idols we know that an idol has no real existence and there is no god but one for although there may be the so called gods in heaven or on earth as indeed there are many gods and many lords and yet for us there is one god the father from whom are all things and whom we exist and one lord jesus christ through whom are all things and through whom we exist however not all possess this knowledge but some through former association with idols eat food as really offered to an idol and their conscience being weak is defiled food will not commend us to god we are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do but take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak so apostle paul is giving a very interesting perspective he says that um food offered to idols when eaten with a weak conscience can defile an individual whereas there are some who have a strong conscience and they may not feel affected by that aspect of eating food offered to idols whereas he still goes on to say that 
but take care in verse number 9 that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak for if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols so by your knowledge this weak person is destroyed the brother for whom Christ died thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak you sin against Christ therefore if food makes my brother stumble i will never eat meat lest i make my brother stumble so it's very clear that he says we need to set an example that if we set an example for those who are weaker in conscience if we eat foods that are forbidden and then those weaker in conscience look at us and then they think that they can also do it then we are giving them an invitation to destroy themselves that's what apostle paul is saying and by your knowledge this weak person is destroyed the brother for whom christ died so it is important that we do not indulge in any act of food being sacrificed to idols it is important that we don't engage in any form of activity where food is being offered to idols now um, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter number 10 and let's read verse number 14 therefore my beloved flee from idolatry i speak to you as sensible people judge for yourselves what i say the cup of blessing that we bless is it not a participation in the blood of christ the bread that we break is it not a participation in the body of christ because there is one bread we who are many are one body we all partake of that one bread consider the people of israel are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar what do i imply then that food offered to idols is anything or that an idol is anything no i imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to god i do not want you to be participants with demons so eating food offered to idols sacrifice to idols makes you a participant with demons you cannot drink the cup of the lord and the cup of demons you cannot partake of the table of the lord and the table of demons shall we provoke the lord to jealousy are we stronger than he so it's very clear so it does trigger spiritual or demonic activity when we eat a certain kind of food that is offered to idols now the next a uh, question that people have is uh, what if i am in a situation where i don't know that a certain food has been offered to idols and paul has an answer for that as well now let's read from verse number 23 all things are lawful but not all things are helpful all things are lawful but not all things build up let no one seek his own good but the good of his neighbor now notice verse number 25 
eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any question on the ground of conscience. So, so now you can't go to a meat market and check if that meat was offered to an idol or you know they did uh, any sacrifice. So uh, on the basis of your conscience, he says, do not ask any question. He says, consume it. Eat whatever is sold in the meat market without raising any questions on the ground of conscience. For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. If one of the unbelievers invites you for dinner and you are disposed to go, eat whatever is set before you without raising any question on the ground of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it. So you see, so not every time when you are put in a situation where you're invited for a meal or invited to a function, that people will come and tell you that this food was offered to a certain idol. It very rarely happens. But if they do inform you in advance, then it is a clear sign and indication or if you have prior knowledge or information about that food being firstly offered to idols, then stay away from it is what Apostle Paul is saying here. But if you do not have any clue or information about it or if you've just been called to eat, go and eat. So which means that we're called to exercise our freedom in the Lord. When you have a certain level of knowledge and information that this food is polluted or this food has been sacrificed to demons, then Paul warns us saying, do not eat it. Why? Because it does trigger certain demonic activity as we see with the sons of Israel. When they ate the food, they practiced sexual immorality. So we must be careful about, um, you know, eating food that is being sacrificed to idols. Now, a common definition of idolatry is that an idol is something that is worshipped in the place of God. This is certainly an important part of idolatry, but it is not inclusive enough, you know. So, so we need to uh, define idolatry in such a way where we know that when people put anything or replace anything in place of the one true living God that is equivalent to idolatry. It can be anything. It can be anything. It can be a physical image. It can be um, somebody who is living as a person. It can be a movie star. It can be a certain ideology. It can be a certain philosophy. It can be a certain movement. So anything that preoccupies your mind in the place of God is idolatry. Martin Luther wrote this. He said, For not only the adoration of images is idolatry, but also trusting in one's own righteousness, works and merits, and putting confidence in riches and human power, as the latter is the commonest, so it is also the most noxious idolatry. How godless do you think it is to rely on these things and to reject confidence in the eternal and omnipotent God? Now, there you go. Martin Luther has a different perspective. So, 
it is important that we widen our understanding and not just um, fix our attention when it comes to idolatry on images and dolls. It can be more than that. And um, tomorrow I would be covering on how you can be caught up with idolatry through television, <laughs> through modern technology, how you can be so preoccupied that that these things have become more important to you than serving God or worshiping God. So let's look at that aspect tomorrow. For today, I pray that you've received some amount of understanding about idolatry and food sacrifice to idols. I pray that the Holy Spirit will open your mind and you will receive understanding and that you will be delivered in the name of Jesus. You will be delivered in the name of Jesus from this. Amen.